To the show, uh, my guest today is a writer and new author. Uh, give it up for Lila McLaughlin. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I laugh because like I don't know how to say your last name. It's like Mick Laughlin. Because I never, I just call you Lila. It's yeah, like a, you yeah. Just call me Lila. Uh, so just, I always give a little bit of context. Uh, I have known Lila for a bit. Uh, I first met her at one of my earliest jobs in my career, which was at Fox Sports Net. And then Lila was there. And yeah, I, you were really into like alternative sports stuff Yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, she's like really like appropriate for this company. <laughs> like, at the time, that company was doing a lot of stuff with like snowboarding, skateboarding, mm-hmm. like all the al- alternative sports Mm -hmm. along with like you know your standard fare uh and so i've known her for a bit since then lila has gone on to write a lot of stuff in film Mm -hmm. and now a book uh which is called gi hollywood Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. uh, it's out there yeah uh, it's based on a true story. Okay. Do you want do you want to plug the book before we get into your own personal sure. story? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's based on a true story about. Um, uh, it's about one man who basically um, he was a Hollywood agent and he had signed up, you know, for um, for ROTC in college, and he was so basically that puts him on active duty. But uh, he came out here to get a law degree and, and instead became a Hollywood agent. And um, after 9-11, the war happened and he got a letter in the mail basically saying that he has to report for active duty. So he had to quit his job and go to the army and fight in a war. So it's a true story about that. And it the theme is about finding purpose and happiness when your life's path gets diverted. That's That's a great... You've done this before. No. <laughs> is this your first podcast? It's my first podcast. Oh, that's exciting. It's very uh, exciting. This is one of my early podcasts. Oh, so, very cool. uh, yeah. So, before we get into Lila's story, um, I, I try to tell my guests something about them that maybe they don't know that mm-hmm. I've never mentioned to them mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I've always, I've always found you very helpful. I don't know if I've ever, like, ever, ever say it. Mm-hmm. Even when I was like back in the day when I was working, that was like one of my first professional jobs, and you were just like mm-hmm. helpful, Thank nice, you. yeah. Like it was just like nice. There was no. I thought I I didn't know if I was gonna be like in an environment where it's like sharks, yeah, trying to get promoted over each other or yeah, what, yeah. you know. But then yeah, yourself and a couple others were just like 
nor- yeah. normal and stuff. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was my first job too. Sorry not to cut you off, but that was my first job too in a professional environment. I mean, we were both so young, you know. I didn't. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess, I, really? Yeah, I thought you carried yourself as like you've Very been there. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that's actually a surprise to me. Yeah. Like for real. Like I didn't. I didn't think that was your first job. Well, that's good. Because. I think eventually when we started working together, you revealed to me that you knew like, can I say this? You knew like mm-hmm. all the jackass guys or a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. Because I, I had met a lot of them through like friends that were older, you know, and I'd go to a oh. lot of those parties. and Like I went to a lot of the premieres and stuff before I worked there all through college and stuff and oh, okay and that's how and i had a kind of like an action sports background yeah, you know, yeah. I snowboarded i rode dirt bikes i still do but i mean like so yeah, yeah. it was like you know um to those guys it was like wow you do all that stuff oh, okay yeah. so that's how yeah i know i thought you worked <laughs> for them or or no, knew no. them or like i knew you I knew, knew, them, you, yes. yeah. knew them yeah yeah okay yeah um but yeah no but then but then since then too i, I mean since you've been writing uh i've certainly as a also a writer you know mm-hmm. asked you for tips yeah. or advice and you've kind of gone through mm-hmm. the gamut of of screenwriting experience mm-hmm. i would say at this point the highs and lows <laughs> yeah yeah like it's all like all yeah, yeah like all of it really and yeah. i would ask you about like you know when when i had my first agent like how that you know like i'd ask mm-hmm. you well what's that like like what do you do so i've mm-hmm. you know you've always been helpful um, mm-hmm. in that regard. So yes. So the helpful Lila, <laughs> thank you. I've, I've asked to share an untold story that she has not told publicly and she has graciously mm-hmm. agreed and is about to share this story. Mm-hmm. And then we can maybe get into the, yeah. the details of it or like, you know, yeah. talk about it more. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. There's a, I, I guess, you know, we were talking earlier, I felt like I've always told people about that I've wanted to be the speechwriter in the beginning. And then once I started taking film classes in college and I really got into the whole writing thing and, and I've always wanted to do that. And I've always written stuff because I feel like I love to influence the way people think, not in a manipulative way, but in like an right. eye opening way, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so the one thing like with this book is uh, it's weird that it came back full circle, you know, kind of with the story of George and how I met him back in the day was, you know, he was an agent who was a friend of a friend of mine. And, oh, okay. And that's how I met him is, is he was her roommate and she knew that I wanted to write and I was still kind of in college and, you know, I had that paid internship in Fox before they hired me full time. And I, um, I gave him some stuff and he loved it. And he's like, you know, I'd really like to represent you when, you know, you're done with school and I was finishing up. So he was going to like really champion me and help me get in with the agency. And he was like, I want to rep you right off the bat. We're going to, we're going to make a lot of money. We're going to like get you to the promised land basically. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. This is how things work, you know? Um, But then when the war happened and then he got instantly drafted into the army and he left it kind of changed the my path as well you know oh wow Um, because i 
had this vision in my head the whole time that I'm now going to be a writer and this is what I've always wanted to do and this is what I want to be and and then after he left I kind of was like a little bit lost and so I decided to take the job full-time at Fox but I kind of have thought about it in the last because this is what in 2003 or four so I always kind of what 14 years ago so 14 years what I probably I don't tell people this but where would I be in my career as a writer would I be these people that are like running shows for like you know a network or would I be this big studio you know deal writer so it kind of sometimes not in a regretful way but I don't know how to explain it but it's kind of like that what if he hadn't gone? Where would I be in my career? Mm-hmm. Would I, you know, um, so yeah. that it's kind of, it stings a little bit so, sometimes. So you, so this isn't like, so you I've never talked about this to anybody. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. so this is like, I need a therapist probably. I'm <laughs> like, this show this can is be, therapy. this show can be many <laughs> I've things. I've never talked about this and I, I don't want it to like, you know, whatever, but go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I was going to say, so for first question or first comment Mm -hmm. is like, I, so the story of your book wasn't like, like you found this story. Like it actually, you're, you know about it because you knew him. Yes. Okay. And you're like actually directly affected. Correct. Directly. Wow. Okay. So that did. Okay. Obviously I I did like when we were working together at that time and now, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely didn't know that. I thought like when you put out this book, it was just like you knew the person, thought mm-hmm. the story was interesting, and then like, you know, kind of wrote the the sort of this like biopic mm-hmm. book about him. I didn't know he was like going to be your agent. No, he, yeah. yeah. And the weird thing is like I had written like my first official script that I was going to give to him. And then after he left, I never, you know, like he took stuff with him to read my material like while he's at war he was like reading material which is kind of cool but oh um, weird okay yeah weird right so he he, didn't really know that he would just stay in the military at the time correct he didn't know he had always wanted to come back and he would tell me like i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna be an agent again don't worry you know and i never really like wrote anything after that because i was just kind of like so not like put off, but um, like so affected by it that I was well, like, oh my gosh, what should I do? And was it like um, you felt you were almost in a holding pattern? Yes. Because you're exactly. like, I got to wait for him to come back. Totally. Because he said he was going to like represent yeah. me. and Okay. Correct. Because I didn't really know how else to get or who else to get or how else, you know, because it was always like, you know, in the business, it's like, it's all about somebody referring you or whatever mm-hmm. and that's how you get your agent is I didn't know who else to really like and I had so much trust in him because he understood my writing and liked my writing that I was really fearful of giving it to anybody else because I was like well what if they reject my writing and you know here I found this person who likes my writing yeah my, you know so I was yeah. very fearful of going to anybody else so I just decided to take the easy road which was take the job at Fox but um which was great because I met a lot of great people like yourself and 
I mean, yeah. I even met Suge Knight. That was amazing. <laughs> that was <laughs> wait, like, did, did I tell you about that story? Wait, no, I don't um, want to like side. No, we, we, but... we, uh, we got some time. Wait, no. Well, we also. That was the last when I was. That was during my going away party from Fox. Wait, okay. When we ran wait, into wait, Suge yeah, Knight we, at the Fox lot. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should. We should. You know. And I wanted we, to take a picture with him, but his bodyguard said no. So that was a funny story. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say like. You, you have to like, regardless of your writing aspirations, you know, you have to work. And at the time you Correct. had a job opportunity and you, you had to take it. Right. Um, yeah. 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 It, yeah. Cause it was risky too. Like being out of college and not really, you can't just go be a writer and it would even be like, you know, I mean like <laughs> at least for you and I, right. That's not, we, it's not like we had the financial situation Correct. to just live off of, you know, savings or trust funds or whatever Correct. like we had to like you and i had to have jobs so exactly i get that i guess like you i guess what's interesting is you felt sort of i guess paralyzed for a couple of years on yeah like in a holding like you said like yeah. in, in a holding yeah. okay like mode where in you, the back yeah you literally didn't touch a touch a touch a computer like writing wise you just yeah you, writing wise i did nothing until like i uh, until i think like maybe what was that for um maybe like three years later or so when i um i wrote a curb your enthusiasm spec okay and and i thought because i was just like i need to really i need to i was starting to kind of get that itch of you need to really start writing again and do something mm -hmm. and um and i gave it to some people and they thought it was really really funny and good and and of the tone of the show and um and then after that that's when i started kind of thinking okay i really need to write another yeah. spec of my own and then that's when i did that and and i that's when i started really thinking i can, why can't i just leave and go be a writer what that the, the thing that i really wanted to do why do i have to stay here and because mm -hmm. i wasn't really happy at that point so that's that's and, the thing and george is still in the military yeah no at that he, time yeah he he at that point he was he had already like he wasn't coming back because he had already like met his wife and they were okay. both in the military so he decided to just like mm. continue his path of you know working for the government so it's that, not like i was waiting the whole time for him i just was like kind of lost in the whole like how do yeah. i what do i do how do i do it how do i you know then I, you know, working at Fox, I kind of realized, like, what are the steps I need to take? And then I did, I did it that way. But I, I mean, I could see how, you know, you're, if you're like, you know, you, you're fresh out of, of, of college and you have a certain career you want to pursue. And then it's like, all of a sudden it's sort of like laid out for you. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, wow, this is like too th easy. This is almost too right. And then yeah. you're, you're aging has to go fight in a war yeah and then at some point you're like i don't think he's coming back yeah. into the world of entertainment i think he's gonna stay mm -hmm. uh, in the military and then you're just kind of like oh maybe i what do i do like it's like a, i get like how you could be shell-shocked yeah. or like yeah what do i do now like I, yeah I, I had it all in front of me correct yeah exactly yeah. and so it it's hard not to think about the what if part of like where yeah. would i be how much farther along would i be um because, you know, um, I feel like it, it was easier back then yeah. to get so much more ahead. Now I feel like that the industry, you know, with streaming and everything else, it's so diluted and there's so many. Yeah. So it's... much. There's, I mean, there, 
plucking YouTube stars that have no writing experience now and like throwing them in it's rooms. It's kind of, yeah, it's so. a bit, it's kind of misleading in that mm -hmm. there's a lot more content now, but not necessarily better job opportunities for Correct. people. Yeah. Like you think there would be, but yeah, it's kind of the opposite um, in a lot of ways. Uh, I was going to, oh, what was I going to say? Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay. So, so yeah, so, so he, you know, so George leaves to, to, to have a military career. Mm -hmm. Obviously it, it's, it stings you. Mm -hmm. Here's the, here's the hard hitting journalism mm -hmm. question is that you end up writing a novel about him. Yeah. <laughs> like, so how to, how, like many years later mm -hmm. and you, you've, you know, certainly gone on to be a professional writer. Like that's what you are. And then you've written film stuff. Yeah. So I guess why did, how, how did the how did you decide to like write about something that I guess has so somewhat of a stingy oh, yeah, I know, part right? of, yeah, like part of your like career? Well, it, it was like I was, you know, we kept in touch and, and his story almost became cinematic in and of its own because, you know, he goes there and he meets his wife and he finds his purpose that he was supposed to do this all along type of thing. And in yeah. my head, it's like a movie going off. And I'm like, so I email him one day and... I just said, you know, I know you've maybe thought about this, but would you, would I be able to maybe option your, you know, the, the story rights or the, your life rights and tell your story? Yeah. And he was like, you know, it's funny you say that because I've been thinking about maybe I want to like put this all in a book, but I don't know if I have enough material for it or something. And so that's how it kind of began, you know, mm. and, um, and then what do you think sorry but how, how did you i guess like how did you reconcile like sort of any sort of past pain or like oh, I'm, I'm gonna dig yeah because you you know i mean you're writing about someone else but he affected like you said your career in a like a what if kind of a situation like you just you, you don't really yeah. know it's like a unanswerable question in a way yeah i don't i think at that time i had kind of been okay because it was it was kind of at that point I had already like um you know I'd done the second city and I had already gotten an agent and stuff so I think I was more at peace with it that okay mm. I'm in a good place it's not like it was like robbed from me or anything like that it's not like I didn't right you know I'm, you moved forward exactly with your I moved career and you have it. a career totally so I yeah. felt better about it but I think if I wasn't in that place then I there I would have been bitter and I don't know that I would have reached out to him to do that I don't mm. know um but I think because it had I, I like you said moved on then I was okay with it to yeah. like say hey you know what can we do this now <laughs> can we write about your story and um, cause it is an interesting story, but, um, what was the other question that I wanted to answer right uh, now? It was, a. it was just, yeah. well, we were talking about how you sort of overcame many personal things you yeah. had to write a story about. It's about someone else, but yeah. he, he has like this interesting connection to you, which I don't. Yeah. Which it affected you know, me in a weird way yeah. too, but it's his story really I should I should mention that um you had a book signing in LA yeah that I went to yeah and I got a signed copy <laughs> and you didn't mention this oh no no I'm saying like you didn't mention your connection to the author in oh. like this actually very specific way yeah I think I mentioned that he was a friend of my roommates but I didn't go deep as far as we this is very deep I no, mean no. like I said no, I, I, I haven't right. told anyone about my feelings towards like 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How devastated I was when he left because he, because he was supposed to be the guy that like put me in the spot that I wanted to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. which is a professional writer. And so, right. Yeah. Um, That's what I mean. Like you didn't mention that like, yeah. oh, he actually was not only someone you knew, but like was planning to yeah, represent to, you yeah, and represent show me, you yeah. the world, so to speak, and guide you through. Go, exactly. Guide yeah. my career. And, um, and I had trust in him because we, we had built that relationship. So, you know, I mean, you know, having, a representative is kind of it's a weird relationship because you really have to like trust that that person's gonna mm -hmm. you know work for you or do something but um so anyways yeah um but i think the good thing about the book is that it brought it all full circle and uh it's given me the opportunity to also now like write the screenplay for it and you know all this stuff and and i have more avenues to actually go to you know what i mean like yeah which I probably wouldn't have if I, you know, who knows. But but now, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the book or the, the script, but I feel like it's, um, I don't know, I feel like it's a good story. Don't you think so? I mean, you read it, right? <laughs> or I'm you were reading. there. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. Re <laughs> I love it. I have, a, I have the okay. copy. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm okay. reading. All right. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, uh, okay. uh, I was, uh, yeah, I guess we're kind of talking about, it's kind of like what ifs. Mm -hmm. like what ifs? Just to bring it to like a general mm -hmm. thing of like, I don't know, like, because the art, because I, I, you could argue that you had to have experienced all those things to be where you are yeah. now. And like him shepherding your career early wouldn't necessarily mean that you'd be running a show now maybe maybe not like mm -hmm. it's like a, who knows yeah. like like you don't but you know that like because you you know what happened to your life because of yeah that experience like you met other people you've actually you're, you're still kind of in yeah. the career you want it's just it just didn't happen like exactly it didn't happen exactly as i had planned so my path also got diverted in a way you know yeah just like his did but um no that that's correct and i probably wouldn't have been as a quality writer as i call it you know like there's yeah um because when you're so young to your brain i mean being like what 20 21 years old it's like you're you have no life experience and you haven't gone through these ups and downs yeah. to like really write about them in a character most people i would say yeah for most people yeah they're, i think they're 90 but it like 20 unless you've had a really hard upbringing like you don't have that much life experience. Right. And even if you are 20, maybe you don't have the skill set to articulate it. Correct. You know? Yeah. So yeah, you do need a little bit of You need like total time. life experience and yeah. time to like go through these things. And, um, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm totally grateful for my experience at Fox because it shapes you and it, it lets you see what the experience and like the, the whole industry yeah. is like the, the experience you get is invaluable, you know? Um, I, I met, um, I eventually, also left mm -hmm. Fox, but then I still worked in the television mm -hmm. field before I like tried to pursue my own writing stuff. But yeah. I noticed I met, I ended up meeting a lot of people or a, a few people that kind of like, and it was weird. Like they, they had their moment in the sun. Like they were like, Oh, I used to write on the show yeah. for like two seasons and then never again. Yeah. It was so, and I, and it, it was weird to me at the time. Cause I was like, wait you, you i thought you were a writer but then you got it was almost like they did it they got burned out 
Is that what it is? And they never went back or like they had their moment to shine. Yeah. They got on that show and then they never. And they were like, they never got a gig again. It was weird. Yeah. Like I don't, it's like writing, the whole writing sort of profession is like Mm -hmm. a odd animal. It is. You know, in that people like get on a show or something and then they may not get on one for like ever. Yeah. Or 10 years or like. It was weird. No, you're right. Because it's weird. That is yeah. weird. I've met people like that too. Like yeah. I met a lady who's used to write on Murphy Brown, like the old one. And I'm like, what happened? She's like, oh, I never got a job after that. And I, I mean. But it's so, like, but why? Yeah, but yeah, why? Yeah. Like, is it that competitive? That So yeah, so you never know. Like, you're right. Maybe I wouldn't have, like, even if he had helped me, who knows? Maybe I wouldn't have been this like, you know. It just, um, I think it, it was good for me to say it out loud because I hadn't really yeah. ever talked about yeah. this before to anyone that like, what, well, what about me and my path and did that got yeah. recorded? So, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think that's kind of like the screenwriter's plight. Oh yeah. You totally. know, you know, like, cause, um, most people don't like go from one project to the next nonstop, no, no breaks in between. Like that's very rare. It's, um, yeah. You know. And it's not as glamorous and we all have a, the grass is greener brain. You know what I mean? Where yeah. we always think somebody else is doing like so much better. If it's gotten so yeah. much farther, but like the struggle is real for them too. And you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, no. Cause it's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, I know some, at this point, I definitely know writers like yourself and others that work, mm-hmm. but it's not all the time. It's not all the time. You know, no. and then I catch up with someone, they're like, oh man, I haven't, I haven't gotten a job in like two years. And I'm like, oh man, you know, like, yeah. and I'm like, you know, it's not that, it's not that I feel good about it. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Like you, you got a job and like, you're still having struggles or you have representation yeah. and you're still, you know. They're still struggling. Because there's they're a lot still, of the yeah. people complaining about their reps Oh yeah. You know, and then people are like, you know, it's weird. Like, There's a I'm, lot of politics involved yeah. too. Like, you know, certain agencies get their scripts in front of producers, certain, you know, before others. And so, yeah, there's a lot of politics, but. Cause I've, I, yeah. yeah. Well, I've had weird, cause I've had weird moments where I'm like, I'm just like, you know, creating things mm-hmm. regardless of the, yeah. that, that final outcome. And then some people are like, wow, well, I, I want to do what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I want to have a job like you're having. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, this is such a weird yeah back and forth of like, I want what you have, which yeah. is like you you just worked on a project, mm-hmm. but then you want what I have is just like creating stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you can still create stuff. You can still can't create you? Stuff. But I guess yeah, when you have like like representation, it gets a little bit specific sp- and com- like yeah. kind of complicated. I had those experiences too, where it's yeah. like. You have to specific. You have to write certain specific. You, yeah, things. you have to specifically write this because this is what the marketplace and you, mm. and you can't be like more. You, you don't have as much freedom to write whatever you want. Yeah, it's like a weird experience of like you have a sudden loss of freedom. Yeah. Because your headhunters are supposedly, you know, <laughs> able to get you a job, so mm-hmm. they're like, you need to do this in order mm-hmm. to get hired, and we know mm-hmm. what's good because we talk to everybody and we're, mm-hmm. we know what people are looking for and so then you kind of Mm -hmm. play along or listen you know like Mm -hmm. you can't not be stubborn about it yeah you're like part of your mind is like okay well i gotta go along 
because they know they're the ones yeah making the calls and all that yeah and then you find yourself like maybe not creating your own stuff yeah um, yeah i don't know how do you well okay let me let me ask uh i did want to i'll end with like a a fun Suge Knight story that I have. Okay. But can I tell you a funny story too before you? Okay. About Suge Knight? No, no. But a, no, tell your funny, funny story. We no, I was just going to say that one thing, just piggybacking on your creativity thing. I've noticed that I integrate my, like my writing into almost everything that I do now, you know? And like, for example, I, I get tickets in LA a lot, but not by my own doing like, you know, those stupid red light tickets. Oh yeah. Okay. And, I go to court for them because I refuse to just pay them. But um, so what I do is I like to like almost like over prepare where I write like full questions for the officer and all this stuff. And so oh, wow. okay. I actually <laughs> went to court for one of these where the officer was there and the the like bailiff guy looked at me and he's like, you know, your 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 cop is here. And he like literally laughed in my face like you're going to lose type of laugh, you know? Yeah. And so I, I watch a lot of those like, you know, law and order type shows. So I was like overly prepared. I'm like, I'm going to like really go in there and like cross examine this guy. And so I did exactly just that. Like I stood up, like I was like a court attorney and, and just there's people, this is just like a traffic ticket, mind you. And there's people, there's a full court and there's people looking at me like, dude, can I hire her? Like, cause I'm like this this guy had no answer for any of the questions that I had for him to the point where he kept looking at the judge and the judge was like, you have to answer her. And so basically I won against him. Oh, wow. And he was so angry that he stormed out of the court. This is a true story. He stormed out of the courtroom and he went in the parking lot. And when we were walking out, I saw him and he was pissed off yelling at the top of his lungs to the other like cop dude that I can't believe you know, this happened and whatever. And I just ducked and got in my car and got out of there. But just the, the satisfaction of like that my writing does help me in yeah. everyday life situations, <laughs> yeah, like cross-examining yeah. a full like that's crazy, awesome. like, you know, sheriff, like, you know, that just whatever. Anyways, so that's the funny story. Well, yeah, you had to, to go. Share. Yeah, you had to go through the ups and downs of <laughs> yeah. writing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll end with the Shug story of okay. my own. But like I, my final question um Sometimes I remember to ask this. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, how do you how, how do you feel? Like you just shared something that was mm-hmm. apparently very. I mean, it's it was revealed to be very personal. It like strikes at the core yeah. of you as a writer and your trajectory and all that. So how do you feel sharing? I feel better that I shared it with with you know well M- millions, I, of, millions people. of people millions of people out yeah, there. Yeah, millions. but also with you because I know that you're a writer and you know. Um, but it feel it. I'm not gonna lie. It's still there's a, in some some ways, still kind of like the what if lingers, but I feel better that it's deflated a little bit by bringing yeah. it to light. Yeah, you know that it's not as big as I make it seem in my head of like that I would have had this like amazing you know a list career right now and no it's not that. You, just you never know. know. Like, yeah. you, like you, you said, just, you never you know. So yeah. you can't inflate it in your head. Like I'd be like six Emmys behind me in my like, you know, house in Malibu. No, it's not that. So it's good. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> so so uh, I'll end with a quick Suge Knight story of my mm-hmm. own. I have also seen Suge Knight in person. Oh, nice. It was in Vegas. It was um, post-death row. <laughs> 
like death row had fought death row fell apart right then so he was yeah i don't know but he was still like himself Mm -hmm. he's still dressed from like that that high period of death row he still wore the same kind of clothes like like the matching like you know how like hillary had those matching pantsuits like that oh no he did no color pantsuits he had this look where he had this look where he had white sneakers baggy jeans and like a dress shirt oh yeah yeah okay okay okay. like he he had that look for a really long time and so he was it was at the palms casino in Mm -hmm. las vegas when the palms was like a big deal it's not anymore yeah but it was like and then um i just remember he would smoke cigars in all the like non-smoking areas of the casino like there were certain areas i guess of the casino where like Mm -hmm. people i guess you i guess you could smoke anywhere Mm -hmm. but there's certain areas where people just didn't Mm mm-hmm but he did anyways because he didn't care. Because he's Suge Knight. Exactly. And no, no one wanted to tell him like, hey, you can't really do cigars here or like Cubans here. Like, Yeah. He'd probably run him over with his car later. Getting, but he wasn't like at his height of like infamy or fame. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like post death row, but he still acted the same. And then he had just like these women next to him. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Like like a ton of women? Just like two. Just regular? Oh, no, just okay. two. Okay. It's just like his, you know, he wasn't at the height of his fame anymore. It was kind of sad. So you were expecting to see like maybe 10 women, but just two because he wasn't at the height anymore? I was expecting to see like, yeah, like seven girls, like seven bodyguards. Yeah. Like a lot of dangerous activity. Yeah. He was at the Palms going into a club that like was not popular yeah, anymore yeah. It, like that that hotel was not the cool hotel to yeah be it's at. not the cool hotel you he know? wasn't at the hard rock like you know or with, wherever whatever yeah, was cool whatever the cool hotel yeah he was like it wasn't because yeah. i was at the palms on planet like, hollywood or whatever yeah. yeah like i was there on like some kind of you know groupon kind of discount thing right so, <laughs> and like, so was he maybe <laughs> yeah yeah and i just yeah. was like really sad i don't know but then yeah. i didn't want to feel because i was like he could also just hurt me you know, because he was like a violent yeah. dude. And, and he has gone on to done violent things. I think he's in yeah. jail currently. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, was... That's th- interesting that we both have <laughs> a Suge Knight story. But you saw him at his height of like... Yeah. He had fame, a bodyguard. And fame, the, power. Yeah. yeah. And it... And it... Yeah. It was... It was pretty crazy because we went up to him and it was the Caves and I and... Shout out to... Shout Jamie. out to the Caves, yeah. Jamie and Jessica. Yeah. Um, and his bodyguard like put up a hand. He's like, "This is not a good time." And we were like, "Whoa, <laughs> oh my whoa, God. whoa!" Like, step away from you know. That's crazy. I mean, you know, they were all like, they all yeah. had like serious. I mean, they're all packing. Yeah. No. Serious. So I I see. Yeah. So I I end up seeing Shug maybe. I don't know, almost a decade later or something. Or that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and he. You, I could have walked up Wait, to him. Wait, so this was in 2000... Because that was in 2007 when I saw him. What year was it that you saw him? Oh, okay. Then maybe not. Okay, maybe like 2010. Oh, okay. So like three years later, he had just like... Well, Death Row had already fallen apart when you saw him then. Oh, really? Okay. In I 2007? Think. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> We're getting like to like yeah. this weird space of Death Row records. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because he only had like two bodyguards. Usually he would probably have a lot with no, him. No, I, when I saw him... No bodyguards. Okay, so this I, is how we measure Suge Knight's success. Yeah, I could have, <laughs> I could have, like, I could have walked up to him. Okay. okay. I mean, he was really close to me. I, like, I could have said something, and he had, there would have not have been a mediator to be like, "Hey, don't talk to him." He like I, he like he he, he could have like if I was like, "Hey, Suge," he would have yeah. looked and could have said something. 
This is the thing about you, David. Sorry not to drag some, but you post stuff sometimes that you should have bought and you don't. And I don't know why you do this because you know that you should buy them or you should go up to Suge Knight or you should do these things and you don't. And it's hilarious to me. <laughs> They're yeah. like, you know, you like <laughs> these would be amazing stories, but you don't. I, just, I was afraid. Yeah. <laughs> Even like he had no bodyguards. Or something. Okay. I was like, I don't know this guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> on that note, uh, yeah, let's, I'd like to thank Lila who I can't pronounce your last Say, name. No, you agree Mc, McLaughlin. Yes. For being on the show. Thank you. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. <laughs> hey, I think you want to listen to another one, right? Well, you can do so on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or our website at beststoryinevertold.com. And for those of you who are interested in sponsoring future episodes, we would love it. Contact us at beststoryinevertold at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.